This is the People's Scrum, my love. Audio edition. Recorded during the coronavirus lockdown when I was sitting in our back garden over a series of sunrises. Some grown-ups might like to listen to it. Scrum. It's place in the world. Scrum is not some newfangled flash-in-the-pan framework for software development. The whole Agile movement is a very small part of a greater movement in the business world and perhaps the world of organisations in general. We are at the beginning of a true Kuhnian paradigm shift, away from a mechanistic way of thinking and toward a human one, a living one. The theory underlying this worldview is known as complexity science, and in particular the study of complex adaptive systems, or CAS. A book that does an excellent job of discussing this shift of thinking and behaving in the business world, one I recommend to upper managers and change agents in the organisations I work with, is Surfing the Edge of Chaos by Richard Pascal and colleagues. The authors offer advice to business leaders on how to turn their companies into agile and adaptable living systems that achieve long-term vitality and sustainability in a swiftly evolving environment. The book is peppered with real-life examples of major business entities, for example Shell and Sears, who have harnessed complex adaptive behaviours for profit and employee happiness. One organisation dedicated to promoting these ideas is the Plexus Institute, which offers the best explanation I have yet read of what complex adaptive systems are and what they signify. Here it is. What is complexity science? Very simply, it is science's most recent attempt to explain how order and novelty emerge in the world. As such, it is the intellectual successor to systems theory and chaos theory. The traditional view of the natural world was made up of machine-like entities that you could understand by taking them apart and examining the components. Much has been learned about nature by this approach, but the vast majority of nature is not amenable to being understood in this way because most of nature is made up of what complexity scientists call non-linear, complex, adaptive systems. Such systems are created by a number of diverse and independent agents that are constantly changing and interacting with each other. In complex adaptive systems, a study of the parts surely produces an incomplete understanding of the whole. Examples of these systems include ant colonies, ecosystems and human organisations. It's worth making a distinction here between complex and complicated. An internal combustion engine is complicated with many different components. But it is not complex because knowing what the parts are and how they function permits you to know what the system as a whole does. The Institute's online literature goes on to point out that such understandings give us powerful new ways of thinking about and acting on issues which span human concern, from such seemingly disparate domains as ecological preservation, childhood education, 
and executive leadership. The forward-thinking people at the Plexus Institute may be aware of the Agile movement. Certainly their frame of reference seems broad enough that they probably are. But as systems scientists, they are concerned with systems in general and not something as narrow as profit-making organisations. Their descriptions of what they call the defining feature of complex adaptive systems is very in tune with an enlightened Agilist's understanding of his craft. Listen. The order that emerges from the interactions of components and complex systems is greater than and different from the sum of the parts, to use a familiar phrase. Complex systems therefore have a large degree of unpredictability. More than that, the emergent collective order in turn influences the behaviour or interactions of the parts. Feedback loops exist at every level. Such systems are constantly adapting and evolving. The order of the whole system flows from distributed control, that is, from interactions among individuals, not from central control. In organisations, one way to think about this phenomenon, called self-organisation, is to remember what happens in times of crisis. People take on tasks where they see the need, often breaking the normal rules of operation, often doing things they don't normally do. People achieve amazing feats, which they often rank among the most rewarding experiences of their work lives. Leaders often find it difficult to give up a measure of control because it is part of their identity as leaders. But those who do find that their people tap into their latent talent and do far more than they or anyone ever imagined. This is the power of a complexity perspective in organisations. This perspective does not say that leaders simply have to sit back, give up control and wait for unpredictable miracles. Instead, it argues that leaders must create conditions that unleash the talent distributed among their people. It is a model of leader as cultivator rather than controller. My intention here, using mostly borrowed words, is to show that Agile is a naturally evolving way of thinking and behaving. It has a solid theoretical and scientific foundation and is at the cutting edge of current systems thinking. As such, Agile needs to be taken very seriously by any software company hoping to stay in business and compete in a world that is changing faster than ever before. Mechanics cannot keep up. Heavy-handed, hierarchical, command-driven organisations are the lumbering dinosaurs of the business world, grinding innovation to a halt. To thrive today, we need a light, hands-off approach to management. We need to surrender to chaos and harness change to our advantage. We need to embrace the innate creativity of the human mind to trust and release people into the solution space. And we need to create systems and foster environments within which people can excel. All of this requires a personal paradigm shift. We cannot force fit this new way of working into our old way of thinking. Something will break. 
Since I have used so many of the Plexus Institute's words in this essay, it seems only fitting I should give them the last word. One final property of complex adaptive systems that is relevant to organisations is as follows. When the interactions among the agents are enhanced, the adaptability and creativity of the system is also enhanced. In human organisations, this translates to agents being people and interactions being relationships generated by conversations. Enhancing people's ability to interact and to develop enhances the adaptability of the organisation. Complexity scientists have also observed that a diversity of agents in the system serves to enhance this adaptability and creativity even further. In organisations, this means inviting a diversity of experience and perspectives.